Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones, and I'm here with George Mays on a free-for-all Friday, and I think what is going to be a true free-for-all Friday. Yeah. Whenever we start the day with, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you know it's a free-for-all Friday. Mm-hmm. So, well, you gotta, you gotta, kind of got a list. I got a list. You got man. us organized over there. Yeah, I've got a list. So we'll, uh, we'll. There's plenty we'll of stuff. There's go. no, there's not really one big thing, but there's been a lot of things the last, uh, the last week, week and a half that yeah. we talk about. Yeah, there's just a lot of little, little strange things. Sometimes hard to narrow down exactly what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I've had to mark off a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we have like a, a theme, or we have like a big that can be like a focus at least. And mm-hmm. but we just have a bunch of different stuff uh, this time. So what do you think? Uh, we start with this. We'll start with this. Q- Let's do it, man. Q and yeah. uh-huh. So I was not aware, but I woke up on November second, George, to see a strange sight. <laughs> <laughs> people, people gathered in Dealey Plaza. Am I saying that right? They. George, uh, George, or uh, Larry, tell me. He says it on the video. Daily, daily, daily Plaza. I think it's daily. The place where uh, JFK was assassinated, and there's a big crowd there. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on? Is the president like visiting Dallas? <laughs> nope, nope. QAnon people were there because they believed JFK Jr. was going to reemerge <laughs> after. Like thirty years hasn't he been gone? Like thirty years or something? Well, this is this is uh, JFK Jr. Right? Yeah, his plane crashed in the ocean, mm-hmm. or or so they say. George doesn't. Right? <laughs> right that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably been about thirty years. Mm-hmm. So apparently, there's these QAnon people think JFK has been in hiding this whole time, and he's going to surprise reemerge. Surprise everyone and like run for president and save America. And I'm not joking. That's what they believe. (laughs) (laughs) It's been 22 years. His plane went down in 99. We did a whole episode on the QAnon craziness. You got to run far, far away from these people. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, liberals trying so, so hard to link Christianity to QAnon. Of course they are. Um, but I, I just got to show this video. This is just one of them, just to give people an idea of this madness. Really, all you want to do is show a TikTok. Yeah, it's a TikTok. I do it just for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep bringing them in just for you, George, because I know how much you like them. <laughs> so let's check check this out. Right. The, uh, the story, guessing by now, you've heard the, uh, the story about the QAnon faithful who believe that today... November 2nd is the day that John F. Kennedy Jr. emerges from not being dead, uh, reasserts himself in some way or another, becomes uh, Trump's vice president, somehow making Trump president, uh, maybe God, I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, it's supposed to happen today. Uh, decided during my lunch break, come take a look. So I'm standing a few feet from where uh, John F. Kennedy was shot in 63 over here in Dealey Plaza. And apparently that's where all these uh, lovely people think that his son John John's going to reemerge or reappear uh, from the dead. Uh, a little while ago, there was there was uh, a Crazy. little bit of excitement when somebody said that they saw somebody who looked like Michael Flynn gazing down from the uh, sixth floor window of the school book depository. But that you know wasn't anything to that. Uh, and then uh, after that, there was a little bit of commotion over here on the grassy knoll when somebody could have sworn they saw one of the three tramps. Um, come back. Uh, yeah, that was a false alarm. That turned out just to be Steve Bannon. So, anyway, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I'd go interview one of them, but I'm afraid they may be shedding stupid. Uh, so, I'm going to I'm gonna keep a respectful distance. George, George. <laughs> how? That's all I want to know is how. Someone, someone, explain this to me. Yeah. How people? How do? How do that many people get involved in this and and actually take? This is a, this is a work day, right? Wasn't it a work day? Yeah. Yeah. yeah how? It was, yeah, it's Tuesday. What was the third thing he said? The third. 
One of the three tramps, Trumps. Mm -hmm. what, what was he trying to the say? The tramps. I don't know. Uh, well, it's it's part of the you know the conspiracy who who killed John F. Kennedy. Uh -huh. Wasn't uh, weren't there weren't there some some uh, like homeless people over by the grassy knoll? Oh. The, it was it was suspected that you know maybe they had something to oh, do with it like they were in camo mm -hmm. like cam they were camouflaged as homeless people yeah oh, interesting well i just had to sh i just had to bring that in today just to sh just to show yeah this it's is the, this is the world we live in now i i don't even know what to i don't even know how to to analyze something like this trying to get into the mindset of people that would believe something like this. Uh -huh. I I think that the more you open your up yourself up to conspiracy theories, the more susceptible you are to the more outlandish ones. Mm -hmm. And there's been so many conspiracy theories where we are being. It's almost like we're being conditioned to not believe anything that we see on the news but to believe kind of these more french mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. i don't know yeah. it's it's just bizarre it is it really is i just had to bring it in yeah i don't have anything super insightful to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, i we mean kinda, what do you what can you say to something like this except don't follow, don't follow this stuff right don't follow this stuff yeah We'll probably put QAnon in the uh, in the description for this one and get banned from YouTube just it, for mentioning it. You know what? I, I think it's interesting about the human the human condition that people will believe almost anything if it's said with enough confidence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. People will they'll just they'll just like I think that's part of it. Yeah. These people that start this stuff start spreading this stuff like they really they probably really believe it i guess somehow but they will say it with enough confidence <laughs> and people other people will start to believe it as well you know what i mean see what happened is the lizard people they abducted <laughs> yeah jfk jr 20 years ago and they've been hiding him in their subterranean lair as they upgraded him but through the power of trump <laughs> yeah he he received enough power to break free of their mm -hmm. their clutches yeah I don't know, Jay. <laughs> but it is a reminder. It's a reminder that we are fallen, and that includes our minds. Mm -hmm. And so we are easily duped. But Christians are not supposed to be that way. We're supposed to have our minds renewed. It's supposed to be through, shrewd. Through the, the word of God. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be um, wise. Not gullible. Not gullible. Yeah. So we're we're not supposed to be lumped in with the rest of the world that believes Second Thessalonians chapter two. God gives them over to believe. Uh, a, he he sends them a strong delusion so that they will believe um, the deceptive works of the man of lawlessness. Christians this, aren't supposed to be like that. We're not supposed yeah. to be those that are easily deceived, even if someone comes and performs signs and wonders. We've talked we talked about the kind of man of lawlessness before. This this makes me see, and I said this to you earlier. It won't even be difficult, I think, for the man of lawlessness to deceive the world yeah. when he appears. It's not even going to be difficult if you if people will buy into the, the what did he call him John John mm -hmm. John John's coming back, it's rising rising from the dead, going to reemerge to save America. Uh, it, it ain't going to be hard. It's not even yeah. going to be a difficult thing, right? All right, let's let's move. On. We, let's move on from that. Should we move from here? Do we move from here to uh, Poopy Pants Biden Gate? Oh my goodness! Or do we go from here to Matt Walsh? Or where are we going? You got an outline. Well, I thought maybe we could look at Todd White. Todd White's made headlines. Okay. Um, with a sermon that he preached, I don't think it was this past Sunday, but I think it maybe was two weeks ago. Um, he preached a sermon from Second Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty-one. Mm -hmm. God made him who knew no sin, Jesus, to be sin, 
um, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd White has an interesting take on that. From 2 Corinthians 5.21, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're it's listening and curious. So, um, it's, and it was so controversial that I believe um, he or whoever runs his accounts took it down. Right. Just, but Justin Peters snagged it and did a whole thing on it. Yeah, several several people have grabbed this thing. Yeah. So this clip's about 3 minutes, 19 seconds. I guess we'll just play the whole thing so people can hear it. It's crazy. Yeah. And then at the end, it's kind of got John MacArthur giving <clears throat> a... Uh, well, it's an old clip of John MacArthur, but he gives the actual correct interpretation. Shows why this is insane. So this is a Reformation Charlotte video. And they have inserted some sound effects, yeah, yeah, um, to just kind of highlight <laughs> the but, errors of yeah. Todd White. So that's it, when you hear the buzzing. Um, that's not in the original. It's part of Reformation right, Charlotte's uh, commentary. And we're using it under the free use uh, deal because we're making comments about it. Yeah. So, so. but that's their video, Reformation Charlotte. We didn't make it. Yep. Here it goes. A commercial. Hey, that's not it. Is that Todd White? <laughs> <laughs> Skip ad. Check this out. This is so crazy, man. I can't. This is the stuff he says is in. It's insane. The stuff he'll say, like Jesus became a um, a, a Satan worshiper. I uh, all kinds of stuff. You'll see. Oh, you have to hear this, man. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin. Hang on, I. It, some people listen. They don't know Todd White. Let's describe Todd White. How can we? How can we describe? describe if, if you're listening, you're a listener. He let's do is. Our best. He is a cross between a surfer and a hippie, and a bodybuilder, and a bodybuilder. Like I'm pretty sure he took steroids. <laughs> yeah. So he always preaches in shorts. And he looks like he's getting ready to go to the beach, but yeah. he's got his dreadlocks. He'll wear those. Uh, he always has those shoes on that are like gloves for your toes. Mm. Have you seen them? Uh huh. What toes shoes? It's like weird. It's a very weird shoes. shoes. <laughs> he wears those shoes all the time, and he's got. Uh, yeah, he's got like kind of dreadlocks. Yeah, he's got his dreadlocks. He bleached them. I have no idea. Yeah, overly tan. Um. Looks like he's taking HGH. The way his cheeks and his jaw are—that's human growth hormone. Okay, that's that's cheating in the athletic world. <laughs> I don't. Just looking at him, I don't think that he's he's going for any kind of competition. <laughs> yeah, how would? Uh, yeah, that's the best we we can describe. He's kind of mm-hmm. a, a surfer hippie, uh, roid abuser. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Paul describes sin, gossip, slander. Imagine Jesus as a gossip. You can't. He didn't do it. He became it. On the tree became gossip. On the tree became slander. Did he slander? No, he became it. He became insolent. He became haughty. He became boastful. He became an inventor of evil. Jesus became an inventor of evil. On that tree. Jesus became child pornography on the tree. Jesus became full of pornography on the tree. Jesus became a thief on the tree. Jesus became addiction on the tree. Jesus became a hater of God on the tree. What does it mean for him to become sin? Jesus became lost on the tree. Jesus became Satan worship on a tree. Are you hearing me? This is really hard to even say, yet it's true. What does it mean that he who knew no sin became sin? Jesus became bestiality on a tree. Jesus became sex trafficking on a tree. Oh my gosh. Jesus became every lustful thought on a tree. It's no joke, it's real. Jesus became child molester on a tree. Jesus became Taliban Christian murderer on a tree. Jesus became sacrificing babies on a tree. Jesus, our Jesus became that on the tree. That's what it means. He who knew no sin became sin. The greatest gospel verse in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5.21, he made him who knew no sin 
sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let me unpack those 15 Greek words. He, God, made Jesus sin. What do you mean he made Jesus sin? Only in one sense. He treated him as if he had committed every sin ever committed by every person who would ever believe, though in fact he committed none of them. Hanging on the cross, he was wholly harmless, undefiled. Hanging on the cross, he was a spotless lamb. He was never for a split second a sinner. He is holy God on the cross. But God is treating him, I'll put it more practically, as if he lived my life. God punished Jesus for my sin, turns right around and treats me as if I lived his life. That's the great doctrine of substitution. And on that doctrine turned the whole reformation of the church. That is the heart of the gospel. And what you get is complete forgiveness covered by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. When he looks at the cross, he sees you. When he looks at you, he sees Christ. John MacArthur's preached better sermon in two minutes than I did last Sunday. And in <laughs> I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah. <laughs> we could just play John MacArthur clips for now on. <laughs> 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 it's uh, this is such a it's such a bizarre thing. Remember uh, when Todd White he looked for like a split second, like he was going to repent of all his craziness. Yeah, and, and people were like, "Hang on, just right. wait, just, <laughs> just wait a second, just wait, just wait a little bit. Let's see what happens." Right? Yeah, and then and then uh, obviously, yeah. I mean, he doesn't need to be teaching. Obviously, I, I won't say this guy doesn't have a passion for Jesus because he obviously does. Um, but he's probably got thrown into teaching and he never should have. Yeah. And now he just can't escape. Right. Yeah. He just doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, he's, he says it real, like you said, he's, I, I, I think of him as the people that, that Paul might describe as those who have zeal, but they lack knowledge. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, of passion behind what he's saying, but if you're passionately saying something wrong, then your passion is being used in the wrong way. Um, but and, people will believe it. But yeah, like people we said before, be- yeah, because you're right. saying it with cer- right. with certainty, right? Yeah, yeah. So what he what he's not understanding is the doctrine of imputation. Yeah. Um, and you you can go back to Leviticus chapter 16, and you can you can see this in the Day of Atonement. Mm-hmm as the priest takes a spotless lamb or a spotless goat. It's a goat without defect. He lays his hands on the, the goat and he pronounces over it the sins of the people. And um, that's imputation. Mm-hmm. The, the goat doesn't suddenly become um, these these sins he, he this goat hasn't actually acted upon these sins mm-hmm. right um but it's being treated as if the sins have been placed on it as the substitute as mm-hmm. as macarthur said mm-hmm. um and that's what happens with jesus he's still perfectly spotless he's still he is still innocent of these sins but god is imputing he's placing those on jesus and then he's punishing those sins on Jesus mm-hmm. instead of punishing us, mm-hmm. right? But Jesus is he, his his character, his nature doesn't change, right? He's still he's still the pure one, mm-hmm. um, but God punishes him as if all these sins were as if he was guilty of these sins, mm-hmm. um, and then like MacArthur said. We're imputed with the righteousness of Christ, and God treats us as if we're clo- you know we're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's this is uh, plays into uh, another strange doctrine where some people believe you actually and interpreting this incorrectly, they would say you actually become sinless. Yeah, because of this transaction. Well, this is a have good... you ever heard people say that? Yeah. Like, well, and this is also a good, you know, a good segue into, you know, we we just celebrated Reformation Day on Sunday, and it reminds us of the difference between the the Catholic doctrine and the the Protestant doctrine. Mm-hmm. So we believe in imputation, right? But the Catholics teach infusion. Mm-hmm. 
So through the death of Christ, God now infuses grace into a believer, and they become righteous. Right. But the the original infusion, which comes with the laying on of hands by the priest at baptism, Mm -hmm. you think of it as Christ's righteousness infused into you, but that only gets you to the place where you now are able to uh, attain your own righteousness. Right. But you can't go to heaven without you attaining your own righteousness. Right. That's what they believe. Right. And so you spend the rest of your life trying to attain righteousness for yourself. Right. But you never can get enough. That's why purgatory comes in. And that's why all the different uh, <clears throat> sacraments that they have, they, they believe it like ups your level, if I could use a uh, a video game term. Like you're upping your level your whole life. Mm. And of course, you you're gonna go through your entire life never knowing if you are gonna make it or not. So most will say, right. yeah, you know, no. Most people go to purgatory, but then they'll examine some people's lives. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they were an extraordinarily holy person, <laughs> and then there'll be an investigation. They'll be like, oh, did you know that they did a miracle? And then they'll be like, they skipped purgatory. They're a saint. Yeah, that's how they come up with these saints. You know. Right. Sainthood, you're sainted, and then you can be prayed to and whatnot. Yeah. It's a very strange thing. Yeah. Uh, Todd White, he's, I mean, he's not unique in what he's saying because this is a common word of faith belief. Um, I can't remember if it's Kenneth Copeland or Kenneth Hagen who teach that Jesus basically became um, demonic on the, on the cross. Right. Well, um, I, th- I think jo- I think Joyce Myers teaches the same thing. I mean, right. they'll they'll say things like Jesus had to become the first born again man mm-hmm. um, because on the cross he actually becomes um, a a sinner. He mm-hmm. actually he actually becomes those sins right. that are laid on him um, instead of the doctrine of imputation and substitution. Um, it's more like infusion. Right. Like he be, he's infused with our sinfulness. He he becomes this this sinful creature, um, and then through his death and resurrection, he becomes quote unquote born again. Right. Um, so Todd White is he's just he's just parroting what other people have said already. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's wrong. It's false. It's it's not it's not a proper understanding of Second Corinthians chapter five. And it does, and it, and this misses some of the uh, personal aspect of it too, because uh, when you're talking about imputation, as as the in the biblical understanding, this is a personal thing, mm-hmm. right? And so MacArthur had it right. Right. Jesus is treated as if he's me. Right. And I think if you read through the rest of the Gospels, you get this understanding that Jesus knows that he's dying for his for a people, right. a particular people, and I th- and he says that he knows them. Mm. I know my own, yeah. so he knows the people. So, he, like, if he if he takes my place, he's he's dying yeah. for Jay. He is aware of that. Uh, how how does he know his own? I, I I don't know how this works through the Holy Spirit, but I know he knows he's not just dying for blanket. I'm just dying for blanket, blanket sin, blanket guilt in general. Mm-hmm. He's a he's accomplishing a sacrifice. A one, it's a one for one, but it's a but it's more than a one for one because it's him for all of his people. Yeah, but he still is is dying for, and it's for all of your sins that you will ever that you would ever commit. And then you get uh, his God treats you right as as if you are actually perfect, righteous. That's why he doesn't throw you away when you sin. Now, some people would say you're infused with. Christ's righteousness, mm-hmm. and you actually become sinless, and you can never sin again. You ever met anybody like that? I haven't. I've met one person like really? that in my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do. I didn't do what my theology professor said, which was to slap him in the face because he <laughs> said he said slap him in the face because they're not going to react like a sinless person. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do that. Okay, but uh, yeah, I've, I've met one. Um, but yeah, no, we we are treated as if we're we're Christ. That's a, that's I mean, it's incredible because you're going to mess up, and God's not going to throw you away mm-hmm. because He's treating you as as if you're the perfection of His Son. Yeah, very assuring. Should be very assuring, right? Doctrine. Yeah.
So you don't got to go say a hundred Hail Marys to uh, get back right with God, and then you can start building your righteousness again, you know? Yeah. That is good. Mm-hmm. That's why we have assurance, but the Catholic Church doesn't. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about the scandal? The poopy pants Sc- scandal? Scandalous. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish I had a video I could bring up of him sitting there. So this is a this is a for real trend. I know not everybody that listens <laughs> is up on everything that, that's going on uh, on the internet and that's trending. Uh, and this isn't a knock to to the to those listeners that are older. It's probably good. It's probably better. You're probably you're probably uh, more healthy mentally than we are. <laughs> but this is a this is a without a doubt. <laughs> this is a for real legit viral trend, uh, which apparently emerged out of Rome, out of Italy. This is where the uh, this isn't a QAnon. This isn't a QAnon. And I think there's something probably to it. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me. So rumor has it, and to, for things to leak out of the Vatican, I feel like we. Buddy, re- I think we're really <laughs> we're hitting a low point. Well, this passes the common sense test. Okay. <clears throat> Apparently, uh, the president he uh, had an accident at the Vatican. George, <laughs> it's and it's it's trending. Yeah, it leaked out uh, of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. That's a poor choice of words. <laughs> it leaked out of the Vatican that uh, there was a big delay because uh, he had an accident. There had to be like a wardrobe change and all that. Um, it's believable to me. Is it? He's eighty-eight years old. Okay. I mean, sometimes he's not even there, like in his mind. It's obvious he's not there. Um, it's believable. Um, I'm not saying it, that it actually happened because we'll never know. You know, the Vatican is good at keeping their secrets, obviously. They've been keeping secrets for thousands of years. You say 88. <laughs> is he 88? 78. I thought, oh, wow, he's in bad shape, dude. <laughs> Dude, he's in way worse shape than I thought. Yeah. I thought I thought he was 88 years he was old. 88. No, 78. He So my grandma probably listens to this. My grandma's like <laughs> in her so, 90s. I'm so sorry. And I am confident that if we were to switch my grandma for yeah. President Biden, uh-huh, she could do a better job. She's in her 90s. Okay. She's more there intellectually. Yeah. She's sharp still. Mm-hmm. She's sharp. She wouldn't be fumbling over her words like that. Yeah. He's so, that was sh- so that was shocking I was shocked. to you. That's a shock for me, 78. Really? Okay. I thought he was in his 80s. Okay. All right. Okay. So now the story should Look, be even, less believable. All right. But, so <laughs> but still, the way he acts makes it makes it believable. All right. So me. so but just, it, to, just to clarify, this is a rumor this is a rumor, but my thought is, how bad does your presiden- presidency have to be for people to believe a rumor like this about you? Dude, this is a worldwide rumor. Oh, yeah. It's trending. I bet. Oh, that, yeah. Hashtag, can you imagine, hashtag poopy pants Biden can is, you, <laughs> is trending. Can you imagine the, the uh, what's, the, what's the emperor of China? Yeah. He probably just laughs in the morning. He gets his report, his intelligence report on Biden <laughs> as he sips his tea. He probably as just they're sending la- a hypersonic missile yeah. around around the globe. He probably What's America just doing laughs today? Laughs and laughs yeah. and laugh at America weakness. Yeah. All right. Hear me out. Here's my here's my theory, Jay. So this was what two days before Reformation Day. Yeah. Joe Biden is is Roman Catholic. Uh. What if this was his protest? <laughs> yeah. hear, hear me out. We know the we know the quotes from Martin Luther about what he would do to scare away the devil. <laughs> what if <laughs> what if Joe Biden was taking taking it literally? Just taking it to the next level. Oh man. Oh. Wouldn't that be something? We've really hit a low point here, Jay. Well, I feel like <laughs> 
<laughs> since we're talking about conspiracies, can we talk about the the Pope as a hologram? Uh, hologram oh my conspiracy? goodness! You should have you should have found that video. I should have found that video. I was telling people about that at our uh, our Wednesday night meeting. Yeah. Um. Bef- uh. After the after the the service, I was asking them if they'd seen this video of the yeah. Pope disappearing, just disappearing in the window. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, for the listener, uh, well, we're not showing it, so. They got that big that big window uh, that St. Peter's Square. Mm-hmm. It's massive. That people, thousands of people, come to watch him come out the window and talk right. and do his devotionals. I guess he does praise, maybe praise, and does the yeah does his magic and blesses all uh-huh. the people that are there. And then he turns around and walks away, and he just like blinks out of existence. Yeah. Now, I, I would encourage people try to find this video because it's bizarre. Yeah, it is. This is not. It's shadowy, and he kind of he kind of fades out. He turns around, he takes like two steps, and then he blinks out of existence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's gone. It's like he's a hologram. Yeah, like maybe Joe Biden's. A they hologram. turned off the. They turned off the the Pope. What if Joe Biden's a hologram? If he's a hologram, mm-hmm. and he glitches a lot, he, like he's he's ours is our technology is not good, so he's glitching. What if he's an AI robot <laughs> and they haven't perfected it? Of course, we're joking. This is all fun and games. But it is, it's incredibly sad. Yeah. Uh, just think about, like I said, we're in a bad, we're in a bad spot, dude. Yeah. Uh, we've got, we've got the Chinese raising up this mad army with uh, these crazy missiles. And then we've got uh, the first female four star who's oh, not actually, a, not actually a female. Yeah. Uh, a man dressed as a woman. Can you imagine the Chinese intelligence? Like I'm telling you, they have to be laughing so hard, so hard as they as they are plotting our demise. Mm-hmm. You know, they're scheming the destruction of of America. Yeah. And then we're we're elevating. That's our goal. Is our goal to stand up the the most powerful fighting force that's ever lived? Uh, now we we want to elevate uh, everyone. We want equality on all levels. And so we, this is, it's crazy. We got a president who's so weak that rumors are circulating in the world that he has accidents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty embarrassing. Pretty sad. But Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why we really wanted to bring up um, the president visiting the Vatican was because um, we, we've talked about, uh, you know, President Biden's policies the democratic policies right. uh, of the you know the, the democratic parties um just full blown um baby murder oh yeah and biden and and biden, uh, biden's full fully on board mm-hmm. with this and they've been he's been <clears throat> criticized by some of the bishops in america yeah and not just him but nancy pelosi nancy, yeah. um chuck schumer these these you know prominent roman catholics the uh there have been bishops that have been saying they should be refused um, the the Eucharist, mm-hmm. the, the Mass. Yeah. Right. So you would think that that would come up in the meeting with the president and the Pope, but apparently abortion was not even mentioned in the meeting, and the Pope told Biden that he should continue receiving the Eucharist. Right, yeah. All of the conservative, I mean, think of... There's got to be tons of conservative, like old school Catholics at the Vatican. Got to be. I would think so. You would think. Biden's in a full blown promotion of the LGBTQ plus agenda, mm-hmm. and he's pro baby murder, and the Pope never brings it up. Yeah, that's crazy. Like this should this should shine some light um, on the office of the Pope. Mm-hmm. Who does this guy think that he is that he can just ignore, you know, the greatest massacre of, you know, the the last hundred years. Of humans ever, <laughs> yeah. ever. Um, and he just doesn't bring it up and he gives his approval to someone who's, who's pursuing more, you know, looser regulations on this. Uh, if if you're a if you're a Catholic, um, if you know someone who's a Catholic, like this should give you pause, and this should open up opportunities for you to have conversations with 
with Roman Catholics. And what do you what do you think about the Pope not not caring about this? Well, this brings up just I mean exactly what in the Reformation what it was all about too, because Luther said that he would not recant, mm-hmm. and part of what he said was popes and councils have often contradicted themselves. Yeah, and erred. Right. Like he, I mean, he's studying church, the church history, the Roman Catholic Church history, and these as he prepares for all this stuff, and he's seeing this council says this. Well, this one then just says exactly the opposite of what that one says. This pope said this. This pope says no. That's this is actually what it is. Right. And you look at the development of their Mariology, and you can see it in all kinds of things. Uh, and so, Ro- and this is a living example of it. Roman Catholic official doctrine is pro-life. Mm-hmm. From conception to natural death, right? So they are against abortion. Yes, they're against contraceptives. Mm-hmm. They're against the death penalty. Right. That's the official position. And you've got a pope who has an audience with supposedly the most powerful person in the world. Did you say they're against the death penalty? They're against the death penalty. Well, that's so weird, considering yeah. how they're, many people they're they against, burned alive. Well. <laughs> All right, this is modern. <laughs> this is modern Catholic doctrine, maybe not historically. Um, <laughs> okay, but uh, again, he, he's got the audience with the president of the United States, and he doesn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like that should that that should give any any true Catholic, any true Roman Catholic that that actually is striving to be faithful, it should give them pause. They mm-hmm. they should be thinking something's amiss. You cannot simply sweep this under the rug and say, well, you know, they had more important things to talk about. Like, what's more important to talk about than this? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got a Roman Catholic president, and he claims to be a devout Roman Catholic. I mean, the, the media has gushed over how devout he is as a Roman Catholic. Um, but on this, one of the most important issues of, you know, the outworking of your religion and you're just not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's inexcusable. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure he, what he, well, it's because he's really a politician. He doesn't want yeah. to be accused probably of like trying to dictate U S policy yeah. by telling the president, you can't take communion unless you change your stance on this. Right. So, but, but he also has shown himself to be, on the liberal side. Oh, yeah. Also. So, yeah, he has so no he, problem. So he probably doesn't even, I, I don't know what his position is on on abortion, but I can imagine that he would lean more towards the liberal side. He'll never say it out loud, though. Right. Yeah. He, they, what they have, they have a, they have a, <clears throat> they have a pope who doesn't actually believe the official church doctrine. Oh, yeah. And it's so obvious to anyone mm-hmm. that's paying attention, right? Which again, this then proves why the Reformation happened in the first place. Yeah, yeah. We got a tweet from a uh, Roman Catholic. Yeah, we do. Yeah, from Matt Walsh. Yeah, but it goes right in. It's it's all starting to fit together now. Mm-hmm. Matt Walsh, um, the uh, well, what do you call him? How did he, he get his start? A blogger? Was he a blogger? I know he works for the Daily Wire along with Ben yeah. Shapiro. Yeah. Um, writes a lot. Uh, he has his own own radio show. Political commentator. Uh huh. But he's a he is cultural cultural commentator. Yeah. But he is um, conservative. He's a conservative Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. And he's outspoken about being a Catholic. But he's one of those Catholics that thinks that we can be ecumenical and we can all get along. And this tweet uh, goes right along with it. Follow he's, up to Reformation Day. He's definitely a Vatican II Catholic. Mm-hmm. He's not a Vatican I Catholic. Yeah. So he's a... Uh, technically, he'd be a moderate, right? No? A moderate no Catholic. He's not old school know. like Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson's the old school Catholic where he's like, okay. nah, the Mass is in Latin. I don't care what they say. Yeah. Did you know that? Huh. Oh, yeah. He's Vatican I. Really? Yep. He's okay. like, this is, not, this is not a thing. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it is. I did not know that. So Matt Walsh, check this tweet out. The church is fractured into a million pieces. Christians disagree about almost everything. 
If you dislike the Catholic Church, it seems odd for any Christian to gleefully celebrate Reformation Day. You're celebrating disunity and brokenness, like throwing a divorce party. Should I read the rest? Oh, yeah. No matter what branch of of Christian you are, the proper attitude towards the Reformation is one of solemnness and sadness. Even if you think it was necessary, it just makes no sense to celebrate the fact that there are 10,000 denominations. (laughs) You had to read that last line. (laughs) Did you know there's 10,000 denominations? Yeah. Is it still a sin to lie? (laughs) Ten Hail Marys, Matt Walsh. Ten Hail Marys. Yeah. Ten thousand, maybe one for each lie. So ten thousand Hail Marys. There aren't ten thousand denominations, George. I don't even know where this crazy number came from. But, um, and I would say even even on those. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say why, why are we happy about it? Well, here's here's why we here's why it's ha- here's why we're happy about it and why it's worth celebrating. It w- it would be like uh, discovering that. Um, Oh, we've been actually worshiping Baal for the past uh, couple hundred years, and uh, God has graciously sent us a prophet and called us out from Baal worship, mm-hmm. and now we worship Yahweh, and to hell with Baal, right? And his prophets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a uh, this is. I, I don't know, maybe unintentional. It's it is a, a lessening of what. The Reformation was actually about right. Um, we we are not saying there are some minor theological differences between the Catholic Church and the Protestants, or that it was because of moral corruption in the Catholic Church, and we we you know the the reformers just wanted to get away from that. We're saying that we practice different religions. Exactly. We're saying that the Catholic Church is blaspheming the Triune God. Mm-hmm. This is not just some minor disagreement. This we're, this is we're saying you are following a false god, and you are in the in the you know in the way that you're you're practicing your religion, you are blaspheming the true God, and we want nothing to do with you, right? And so we rejoice in the fact that God shone light to Martin Luther and others that uh, that caused them to separate from the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And we're we've been set free from idolatry, right? And this yeah. was a revival. Yeah. Yes, we should we should be sad that there are people that are still that are still ensnared by Catholic doctrine, that are still enslaved to um, this idolatry. We should be sad over that. But I celebrate the fact that God has set me free. I'm I'm not I'm not um, ensnared. By the uh, the idolatry that is the Catholic Church, right? So <laughs> I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to rejoice um, in what God has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. After darkness, light. Right. Mm-hmm. The world was stuck in darkness. Yeah, and then light came. In the I mean, just the words that he's using. You know, Christians disagree about almost everything. That's not. Even that's true. not true. No. And the things that we disagree with the Catholic Church about are primary like first first tier issues um even if you dislike the catholic church like see how he's see how he's playing these word games mm-hmm. it's just it's just a matter of preference it's a mm-hmm. matter of of opinion right it's not it's not um the difference between true religion and false religion it's well, you just don't dislike it mm-hmm. um celebrating disunity and brokenness um, the Catholics started it, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that introduced heresy into the true church. They're they're the ones that um, they're the ones that caused it. Well, you have to. And, dis- and the ref- the Reformation wasn't something new. It was getting back to something old again. Dis- but disunity disunity says that uh, there's some type of joining together that, mm-hmm. that that we belong together, right? And we don't belong together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not disunity. There's just freedom, and there's enslavement. Right. Like we're not together. Yeah. We're we're not we're not looking for areas of agreement with the Catholic Church so that we can get along. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, no matter what branch of Christian you are, 
I would say that the Catholic Church are not Christians. Yeah, they I, they use the Christian lingo, but they again, you know, maybe not the right word. Infuse the they infuse those those words with different meaning from what right. the Scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. Right? Even if you think it was necessary, of course it was necessary. People go to hell by believing Roman Catholic doctrine. Mm-hmm. Like they, they get major things wrong. Right. And then his, you know, throwing out 10,000 denominations, which simply isn't true. But if you look at the, the various denominations, we talked about this, like you can't classify like here's, here's Southern Baptist and here's reform Baptist. And we're two different denominations. Yes. In a sense, we're two different denominations, but we're, we're both Baptists. Like we mm-hmm. hold to the same, we hold to many of the same things. So to say that there's like this huge disunity and it's just fractured into a million pieces, it's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. But if you look at the things that all the Protestant denominations hold in common, at least the conservative ones, the Orthodox ones, we have, so much more in agreement than we have in disagreement well, and the and the main things the main things we're in agreement with yeah um, yeah even if there are even if there were 10,000 denominations which there aren't there it, this is an insane number um all of those who are affirming that you're saved by faith alone and Christ alone mm-hmm. we're in union with them right so it doesn't really matter what our disagreements would be over Lord's Supper or baptism or church governance yeah. or you know, any of these other doctrines, um, anyone who is believing in the Trinity and has biblical Christology and believes in salvation by faith alone in Christ, mm. uh, that person is in union with the other person. Yeah. There's not even disunity. So they can disagree on missions and how do we fund missions and our church is independent of each other. Should they form denominations for missions and should there be some type of <clears throat> presbytery or not? Should there should be what type of governance should there be? All all of these things um, don't mean that there's this great fracture. Yeah. Like they present. Right. Because I can tell you one thing. If the Catholic Church dominated the world again, like they did in Europe, uh, it would be all of us versus them. Right. That's what it would be. Yeah. And then they would see there's actually profound unity. Right. <laughs> You're gonna be wielding that battle axe like uh, like Zwingli. Yeah. Just go out, go out fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, you mentioned the you know mission organizations. Did you see the uh, the video of Tim Keller saying that uh, uh, having yeah. having missionaries uh, yeah. having missionaries raise their own funds as a form of white supremacy? I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. We should have brought that in. Mm-hmm. We could have showed that. And then he started describing like this other way of doing it. And they're like, nobody does that though because it's too hard. I'm like. But that's how the Southern Baptist yeah. Convention does it. <laughs> the Southern Baptist Convention does that, and I'm pretty yeah. sure you guys are all saying that they're white supremacist. Yeah. But they do the thing that you say is not white supremacist. Yeah. So it's so crazy. It's what a crazy world. So getting back to the abortion issue, um, one one more uh, one more um, article, one more uh, news story that that's come out. Is that oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot Portland, about this. Portland, this one is crazy. Uh, dude. Portland and apparently Pittsburgh have become the first cities in the United States to provide workers bereavement leave for pregnancy loss, including abortion. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. So Portland is now giving paid bereavement leave three uh, three days. I think it's three days um, of of leave for yeah three days of paid leave if they've had a miscarriage stillbirth or any other type of pregnancy loss including abortion quote irrespective of whether deemed medically necessary crazy can you make sense of that jay so you can you can go and get an abortion and then you can have paid uh uh elective abortion right i just don't want i just don't want to keep the baby yeah or this baby was a girl and i wanted a boy right which is people do that all the time by the way and you can get three three days days paid bereavement bereavement 
overdoing this. Days of mourning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, obviously, can you, obviously I, shows- I can't imagine people abusing that, Jay. No. Yeah, th- think about that. Think about this, though. Um, I thought you were just like taking out a tumor. Mm-hmm. When people have a tumor removed or a cancer removed, do they get three days bereavement? Oh, I got a sunspot removed. Can I have three days bereavement? Right. No, of course. Like, but just them saying it acknowledges full well they know right. they're taking a human life. Yeah. Yeah, they know. They yep. know. Mm-hmm. And this, this is just an example of... Um, the depravity of mankind just collapsing in on itself. Mm-hmm. Like that, they're, they're, they will adamantly say this is a parasite. It's not a living, a living person. Um, you know, it's just a clump of cells. And then they'll do ridiculous things like this that undermines all Everything. of their arguments. Yeah. Yeah. And it just reveals that it's like the beach ball. They try to push down yeah, the beach yeah. ball, but the truth of, about God and the truth about the world in which they live, it just keeps popping up to the surface. They can't, they can't get away from it, uh, well, but they want to abuse it. So they want to, uh, they want to have it both ways. They want to get rid of the baby by saying it's, you know, a clump of cells, but um, having this clump of cells surgically removed has caused such trauma to me that I have to have right. paid bereavement leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, the ar- the argument is shifting. People, people are still using the old dumb argument that it's my body, my choice. You know that that mm-hmm. argument. Yeah. My body, my choice. Which I saw somebody made a clever meme is a woman holding up a newborn child and it said, "Oh, look, amazing! How I gave birth to my own body." <laughs> I saw that. But people are stopping. They're, they're, they they try to use that, but they sound really dumb when they do because everyone knows because science is caught up. Mm-hmm. So the argument really has just shifted to we know it's a baby and we just think we should be able to kill it. Right. Which shows you how cold mm-hmm. and evil the human race is. Yeah. And this is Joe Biden's Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, that the Pope refused to uh, to confront. Certainly not a man of God if you can't confront um, a ruler over his wickedness. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Hey, that was uh, that was free for all. Yeah. We were all over the place today. So hopefully this has been beneficial. <laughs> hopefully so. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully it wasn't too scattershot. We talked about uh, QAnon. We talked about Todd White and his... Uh, blasphemous interpretation of second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 go back and read that for yourself read the whole chapter and see what paul's talking about and then of course we talked about uh the roman catholic church and uh, their stance on abortion our segue into talking about the the democratic certainly interesting today george (laughs) my apologies (laughs) (laughs) all right well again hopefully this was beneficial for you we want to come we want to come at everything from a biblical worldview and uh of course this is supposed to help you become more and more conformed to Christ. 